Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. Let's just take a moment and relax, let go of anything that's pressing or that you've been thinking about or planning that any list or schedule just let it fall by the wayside and just remember that you are in God and God is in you you are spiritually one with him so you have nothing to prove or achieve or produce or do that will affect or improve God's love for you or your love for him. Our problem is not our spirit. Our problem is not really our relationship with God. Our problem is the relationship between our soul and our spirit. And only God can reconnect our soul and our spirit. Our job is to learn to live and move and have our being in him as a spirit being. Very often we get all caught up in trying to do his job. Fix, we try to fix ourselves, fix, build on our strengths and hide our weaknesses and fix whatever our perception is of what needs to be fixed. What we want to recognize and, and God, as God reveals is our main approach to the process that God is doing by reconnecting our soul and spirit is to rest and let him do his job. Now, resting is not doing nothing. Resting is not just, it's not pacifying what's going on around you, your circumstances, what God is challenging you to. It's not just letting things flow by you. We are to be engaged and occupied and involved, but not in order to receive, but because we have received. We can now learn because we are attached and part of the teacher. He is equipping us for the work of service. We don't get him to equip us. He is already wanting to do that. This is a task he's already set himself to do because it's not to accomplish something, but becoming equipped, becoming ready, becoming prepared, becoming spirit, soul, and body one is part of the process that he uses to free our soul from the control that it's exercising over the healing 
and the change that God wants to do in the soul. Remember, change is hard. Even if it's change for the better, it's still hard. It changes how we live our lives. We like things to be consistent. We like to have control. This is one of the reasons I think we hold on to our beliefs for so long and sometimes so furiously because if we start looking at one belief and even change one belief, there's a domino effect. Other things will have to change. And we might even find out that maybe things we thought were absolute, absolute truth, aren't so absolute or truth. And we start there. Are we okay with God revealing to us areas where what we believe doesn't line up with who he is, his character, his nature? Now, God is still revealing to each one of us as individuals his character and his nature. We're not going to go by what we've been taught, what others believe, what we think God's nature and character is. We're going to let him do that. And this is why we find ourselves in the circumstances we do. Because he is revealing himself. He is the revelation and the revelator. He gives the revelation and the revelation is about him. Now, in your spirit, again, you've, there's no need for further revelation. In your spirit, you are one with God. But your soul is all messed up. Your soul wants to do things its own way for better or for worse. Sometimes your soul will try to maintain control even when it's hurting you, even when a change would benefit you. Because the soul doesn't want to give up control. And it's that part of the soul that scriptures refer to as flesh. Now that's that's an unfortunate translation, an unfortunate um, representation Because we often think of that part of the soul, the control freak part of the soul. The scripture's translation is is flesh, and and we often get that confused with our physical body. Also flesh, flesh and blood and bone, but it's not the same thing at all. God gave you the body he wanted you to have. He gave you the soul he wanted you to have. There's nothing wrong with either one of them. He's not going to hold whatever you've got, whatever he gave you, he's not going to hold it against you, that he gave you the body you have, that he gave you the soul you have. He's not going to hold anything against you, period. But he puts opportunities in front of us opportunities to learn from him, be taught by him what it means to rest, to receive unconditional love, to give unconditional love, 
to learn to live and move and have our being as spirit beings in him. This is not a competition. We're not ever going to... We're, we're one with him. There's no... Nobody's more spiritually mature than anyone else. We're all in him. We are joint heirs with Christ and co-inheritors with him. So our relationship with him, with God, is determined, is set. We're either alive in him or we're dead in him, period. And once we are born again and redeemed and restored to that relationship, that's when things start to get tough for our soul because God will not let us stay where we are. Now, sometimes he makes changes in us without us knowing about it, and sometimes he wants us to know about it. I think partly because it encourages us, but also as a reminder of of who he is. A lot of times he'll make changes in us that we didn't even know we needed. That we didn't even see it was a problem. But he did. Again, what's the problem? When our soul wants to do things its own way. So as we start looking at what's going on in the supernatural realm, this is where we start seeing an area that Christians have neglected greatly. Now, I refer to my perception of reality in three levels, three terms. This is not meant to be limiting or exclusive. Somebody else may come up with a better explanation. That'd be great. But I approach it as spirit, soul, and body, spiritual realm, the supernatural realm, where the solical realm resides, and the natural realm, where the body resides. Each has its own power and authority, laws that work and function in that realm, and each part of us relates to that particular realm. So the body relates to the natural realm. The soul relates to the solical realm within the supernatural realm. And our spirit, of course, relates to the spiritual realm. You and I live most of our lives only on the natural realm. We are not conscious and aware of what's going on in the solical realm, let alone the supernatural realm, let alone in the spiritual realm. Now, we have glimpses, we have experiences. We, in order to become born again, there's been some kind of a revelation of God to you to reawaken your spirit, to rebirth you in your spirit. That was God revealing himself to your spirit and resurrecting your spirit in him. But that doesn't mean we have an understanding of what's going on in the spirit. We don't. We don't have a good understanding about what's going on in the supernatural realm or even our own soulical realm, how how our soul, our mind, our will, and our emotions work 
you have different you have a different soul than I do. Yours is unique to you. How your temperament was put together, how your mind works in relationship to your will and your emotions. We're all different, you know. It would be boring if we were all the same. We would also be much more tempted to rely on what works for one person works for another person rather than relying on the reality and knowledge and understanding of God. But God knows what each one of us needs because he created and he gave each one of us the soul we have. Now we were born without that understanding and relationship of eternal life that we have now. And we had to make do, make the, do the best we could. And we did so with out of the strength of our soul. Even then, the soul did not understand. Your soul, before you became a Christian, did not understand how things worked. It's like going through life with a blindfold on and earplugs in and somebody coming along and tripping you every five minutes. You you do the best you can. We all do the best you can, best we can with what we understand, with what we know, with what we have at hand. But God comes along and says, I'm going to start taking away the blindfold. Because he does not want us ignorant. He does not want us ignorant of how our soul works, of how the soulical realm works, how the supernatural realm works, how the natural realm works, how the spiritual realm works. He does not want us ignorant of all the things that are already going on around us. Okay, these things are already going on around us. I want you to think about whatever situation you're in, whether a car or walking, riding your bike, sitting there listening at bedtime, whenever you listen to these programs. All around you right now is the natural realm. We can understand that. You, you are seeing things with your natural senses and hearing things with your natural senses. But also all around you is the solical realm, where your mind, your will, and emotions are functioning. This is your temperament. You interpret the information you're getting even from natural resources according to your soul. You decide what to do with that information based on your temperament, how your soul's put together, with information you received from your physical body. Your emotions, you react to what's going on in your soul. You react to what's going on even in your body based on information that you interpret through the filter and lens of your soul. But your soul is not accurate. Your soul is, again, walking around blindfolded, in shackles, and being tripped up every five minutes because we do have enemies and because we're clumsy. But God says, no, I'm going to start freeing you 
And again, often we would rather stay in the shackles, stay in the prison, because at least we know we'll be fed. We'll, it won't, it's not good. It's not good food. It certainly doesn't provide us any strength to break out of the prison. It certainly doesn't provide, meet any of our needs, but at least it's familiar. We know what to expect. God says, I'm not going to let you live that way. And we think we should be waiting for the keys, for our shackles, for for our prison. God's going to come along with keys. But guess what? The prison door's already unlocked. The shackles are already unlocked. You just need to take them off. And that's what the circumstances you're in is for to push us gently sometimes, sometimes forcefully to show us, to push us sometimes, again, to force us to live according to our true nature, our true spiritual nature. And then when we start that once, when we taste and see that the Lord is good, when we start moving and living as a spirit being, we'll do it more. Not because we have to or because we need to or now we know how it works, but because we want to. This is where our freedom is. This is where our rest and our joy. It's, we're learning to be what God created us to be. And our soul gradually returns to its created relationship with our spirit. And as that happens, as our soul is freed from those shackles, even that discomfort that comes from change is accompanied accompanied by that rest, by that assurance and confidence that, okay, now I know who I am, what I'm for, what my senses are for, what my soul is for, what my will is for, my emotions what my mind is for, what I'm, this is the, these are the gifts that God has given us. Now we're learning how to use them. God has given us tools and weapons and abilities, and we're waiting for heaven. God has said, well, you've got that too. You've got everything you need right now for life and godliness. You're in the kingdom now. What do you expect to change between now and just being separated from your body? You'll still have to deal with your soul being disconnected from your spirit. So he gives us the challenge of learning about the physical realm and the supernatural realm. Just as your body is already participating in the natural realm, your soul is also participating in the solical realm, which again is part of the supernatural realm. You can think of, let's think of um, the solical realm as a state. Here in the United States, there's 50 states. Let's just say the solical realm is just a state. Let's say Illinois. Canada has provenance. Other countries, you have different regions. Let's just say this is, It's just one region, geographically speaking. 
other states have other characteristics. They were made it different ways. They the people feel think differently about their state. Now, in the supernatural, we don't even know what other regions there are. I mean, we are so ignorant about what's going on. We talk about, just as an example, angels and demons. We talk about enemies and friends. When we really, so few of us have even experienced the concept of communicating, viewing, participating, and yet you have the power and authority over every state, every aspect of the supernatural realm, every aspect of the solical realm, you as a spirit being have power and authority over it. And yet we let our soul have dominance to prevent us from change, to prevent us from resting and relaxing and just knowing God. So we've been talking about, is there an area that God has been putting on your mind that this is something, or even just a desire you have? Don't worry about if God doesn't say, you know, this is what I want you to know. Hopefully, eventually, you're going to know everything about what's going on in the solical realm. You're going to know everything about what's going on in the supernatural realm. That's God's intent. You know, think about when Jesus was walking around on this earth. He, he not only had power and authority over the supernatural and the natural realms, he exercised it. He was God. He did God things. From, from our view, effortlessly, and yet he had to learn. He had to learn how to know his father, how to, he had to learn how to be God here in these circumstances with a soul, with a body. Now, he was perfect. He didn't have any, there was never a time when his soul was disconnected from his spirit. So he did not experience, and this is the big difference between us and him, well, from our, for our purposes. He never had to struggle with his soul wanting to be in control. He, that's one area where he has never struggled. God, Jesus never struggled with we, what we struggle with. I think that's one of the reasons he sent the Holy Spirit back. Because we knew we needed extra help. He knew how hard it was. And we needed extra guidance, extra comfort. He was already one with God. He was already one with Father, Holy Spirit. He was already one spirit, soul, and body. God, I pray that you make us one, make them one, even as we are one. It's all about oneness. But how do we get there? It's on an individual basis. And your spirit, you're already one. Soul's the problem. But he didn't have that problem. So we look, what's 
he was the example of what it was like to live as a spirit being with a soul and body that were correctly, properly connected. So the eternal life that was in his spirit flowed freely into his soul, into his body, and out again. Where it could create life, where there was death, raise Lazarus, do the miracles, but also change the world. Be that perfect, sinless stand-in for all of us and forgive all sin. Not just sins, but the sin nature. Return us, restore us, make us able and ready to be reunited with God himself, with Father himself. And then the Father steps in and raises him raises him from the dead. Jesus did his part, but his father still had to be the one to raise him. So for us, we we recognize there's only certain things we are to do. We are to rely on the father to raise us in any area. But so we don't do his job but we spend time reviewing and pursuing what is our job. When we start talking about looking into the supernatural realm, we start looking at some of the things we believe about what Christianity is, what ministry is, what our our responsibility is. And like right now, there's a lot going on in in the elections here in the United States and a lot of people fall back on doctrines and beliefs that have been around for for decades that are established as I'm just even you know having prayer chains and and fasting and calling you know for different approaches that even even you know what what causes them to be usable is that they're scripture-based. And yet there's never any support that this is something God is asking us to do. You can't take something that was written for unbelievers, which everybody before the resurrection was an unbeliever, and apply it to believers. We are a different species. We are a different being. And I'm firmly convinced that God is sovereign, that he does what he wants when he wants. And one of the things he does is raises up leaders. He determines elections. He determines the ebb and flow of the tides. He determines every circumstance in your life, let alone the big things on the world stage. We're not going to get distracted by, well, then why does he let bad things happen? Because he's God. He can do whatever he wants. And sometimes when bad things happen, everything serves him. He doesn't see, we see things in terms of bad and, and good. He doesn't. It all serves him. 
The devils and the angels both serve him. Your mistakes and triumphs both serve him. So we don't want to be caught up into desperation or frustration or, you know, that we need to be fulfilling a certain role or responsibility in terms of getting God to do something. Regardless of your beliefs as to the future of your country or your your household or your job, every circumstance, including the ones on the world stage, the national stage, are merely opportunities to learn what is going on in this supernatural realm. Now, what's fascinating is during times like this, what's going on in the supernatural realm becomes evident in the natural realm. So we can hopefully learn more clearly. And we'll start looking into some specifics, some things to look at and look out for next week. But for this week, that's what I want you to to just spend some time. Lord, for what's going on in the natural, it, what are the correlations for what's going on in the supernatural? Just take some notes. And however you want to phrase it, the whole point is, Lord, show me what's going on in the supernatural realm. Are there parallels in the natural? Just for information. You don't need to pray against or for or get God to do something. It's strictly you want to start a conversation with him about what you see, about what you're experiencing, even what you're feeling. Let him reveal and draw and guide. And even during that process, if he brings something else up that is nothing at all related to what we're talking about, what you're asking him about, you go with him. He might take take that opportunity to bring you healing or freedom or truth that is totally unrelated but because you've made yourself available to him, go with it. So, again, we'll be getting back together again the same time next week. Until then, thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.